0: So, so, and I know. que tu
1: Feeling isn't everything, but I sense the presence of of God here today. Um, So let's go to Him and uh, just thank Him, Father. We we want to praise You. You're good. You're holy. You only want good stuff. You only want the best for us, Your children. So pray. I pray this morning that we are obedient to You, that we put ourselves aside. We surrender any barriers. We, we break down the walls so that, Lord, you can really penetrate our hearts and fill us with your spirit this morning, Lord. Lord, we we worship you in, in all that we know how. I don't even know how sometimes, but, Lord, be here with us because I know that we need you more than anything. We praise you, Father. Thank you. Amen.
2: you know we uh we come to a time in the service where we get to pass the peace with one another, and it was kind of cool this this Wednesday I actually was talking to the teens uh you know about it I said uh you know this lesson for the teen group was that we're supposed to be peacemakers, and I talked about how every single you know sunday morning we um we pass the peace with one another, and I remember when I first was going through that motion, you know, may the peace of the Lord be with you and also with you. I kind of was thinking, why do we do that every single week all the time? Like every single week we do it, right? Just the same thing as pass the peace and may the peace of the Lord be with you. And I, I, I realized last Sunday I got hit with a reminder, you know, our God is a consistent God and he's a steady God and he's steadfast and he's a never changing God. And so, that's one part of a Sunday morning that we could always look forward to is passing the peace to one another, uh, as a reminder of who our God is. But a nugget that I would give to you in this moment here and now, uh, you know, for those of you guys who don't know, um, every now and then I'll give a nugget. And, uh, the nugget that I have this morning was as I'm looking out to all you guys, as I'm playing the drums, uh, I look and I say, man, I bet, you know, I'm, I'm looking out there and I'm, I'm, wow, such a beautiful group, and a big group too growing and growing but um i said i bet it was real hard for some people to get here this morning and i don't mean as in like you know cold weather or you know that you know the time was messed up and you showed up an hour early whatever the case is but i mean as in like i know that there's probably some people in this church this morning that it was a difficult time to get up and get here this morning and even while you might even be here you might be thinking it's a difficult time to even be here right now for whatever it is that might be going on in your lives and I, I was reminded of a time, quick little testimony here, when I was in the youth group at this church and I was a teen in the youth group. And there was a moment where I ceased to believe in God. And I looked over to, you know, my brothers and sisters at the time and I said, listen, I said, I don't believe in God anymore. I said, but I need you to be God for me in this moment. I need you to be God for me. And it was after about a month or so that they continue to be god in my life and jesus and they, they were the jesus in my life they, they showed who jesus was through their lives and showed it to me that i came back to them and i said hey guess what i believe now again and so i want to encourage you church as we as we come to a time where we pass the peace with one another that we don't serve god alone but if you look around you there's a body that serves with you and i want to encourage you this week to be the body of jesus christ to those around you Because there might be some even here that say, I really need that in my life right now. I really need that in my life. I need somebody to be Jesus in my life right now because I might not see him in all the areas that you might see him in. And so may I be the first to tell you this morning. And feel free to walk around a little here and there. May the peace of the Lord be with you. Go and pass that peace. I want to encourage you guys, uh, you know, stay, we don't mind staying after church. You know, we even help Danny sometimes after service stack up these chairs, but if you guys want to stay, so you can stay a little late. It's okay. We're not kicking anybody out when, uh, when service is done. Okay. Uh, we got some announcements here. Uh, one of them here is going to be, it's actually going to be next Sunday here, celebration Sunday. We have a mortgage burning. Now, I obviously you guys know Danny's going to be there with his motorcycle. He's jumping through the hoop of fire and stuff like that. Um, we are allowing, we, we have a registration form in the back for that. We are actually going to have some sandwiches and stuff like that for you guys. Uh, you got some bread wraps. You got a choice of meat, choice of cheese, choice of condiments, all that kind of good stuff. That is actually going to be in the back right over here. and uh, that You're you know, just going to fill your name out on there and then make sure you register for your food so we have enough food for you. And and Jason is going to sign my wife up for her pastries, so her pastries will be there. So make sure you join us next week. Please make sure you get one of these forms. We don't want you to be sitting there hungry while the rest of us are filling our faces, right? Um, but what an awesome time that we get to, you know, to be able to just kind of get that thing taken care of, right? Uh, you know, with the cold weather, we've been kind of having some fire pits at the house and stuff, and it's going to be nice to uh to be burning that mortgage. All right? Uh, one other thing that we have here is going to be, uh, we have this coming, we're going to have the present King coming up. It's an Advent series. We want to encourage you guys to grab the books. They're $10 for one book. $2, I'm sorry, not $2. That was a really good deal, huh? It's going to be $15 for two books. So if you want to join along with us, if you're if you're a reader, then please go ahead and make sure you, that you register for that. Grab yourself a book and get one on order so that you can you can go along with us in that series. Uh, last but not least, we want you guys to be praying about a Christmas offering uh, once a year around this time uh, where Christmas comes along. We want um, a thoughtful, prayerful, you know, offering that we give during this Christmas time. And so we're actually going to have uh, a specific. Needs. We're, we're going to have a couple needs that we're actually going to give that offering to. Uh, Garen's going to mention it here over the next few weeks to us. But be praying even now, you know, Lord, what is it that you would like for me to do in this time that we could give? Uh, one nice thing that Garen has done and uh, myself is we always say, you know what, what do we We kind of one idea to give is, you know, find somebody that you love in your life. What do I normally give them as a gift? And and I say, OK, well, look, if we spend this much on the kids, we got to at least give that towards that, that offering. And so uh, we want to encourage that uh, for you guys. When we're gonna go on, we're gonna continue in worship in our tithes and offerings. And it truly is a continuation of our worship to Jesus Christ for all that He's done for us in our lives, for all that He's provided for us, uh, and just being a faithful God even in the midst of, you know, chaos. And so, uh, you know, let's just go to Him in prayer. Lord, you are such a good God. Lord, you are a good God. If we could just sit and think for a moment, of how much you've done for us, Lord. If we could truly just sit for a moment, Lord, I think that we would be overwhelmed. The, the day that we go to meet with you and you say, hey, look, and you show us being formed in our mother's wombs, and you're there. And you show us going through the hardest times in our lives, and you're there. And you show us in the best of times in our lives, and you're there. Guiding us the whole way. Father, we would be shocked to think so. So we're reminded here in this moment now, as we give to you, Lord. Lord, we're reminded of what a faithful God you are. So bless this time that we have here. Bless the offering. Multiply it. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: come to church before and felt intense excitement and then immediate disappointment. That was this morning, a a sign on the front door made me think that Bon Jovi was going to be here today, and I saw it was just our band. But then, our band was outrageous today, were they not? I take... Especially if you all can do uh, Living on a Prayer next week, and then I see Drew has been promoted to the bassist and Ray Ray is the new Vanna White bringing the screen you look good up there Ray so uh, the show Walters are out of town at a homecoming at Trebeca and uh, so Pastor Garen wanted me to start a series that's going to be on on thanks uh, a grateful heart I find Thanksgiving uh, sermons, you know, month of November sermons, often to be really awkward as uh, like, well, time to give thanks. All right, you guys need to be thankful. All right, well, have a good Sunday. Um, Thanksgiving is a genuine expression of gratitude. It's uh, something that we understand in certain parts of our life, not always uh, at times we, we know that we should. So your mom, uh, she would do something, and then there'd be just silence. What would she do? You're welcome. And you're like, oh yeah, thanks, mom. And uh, you're like, so it's delayed, and it wasn't with the same fervor when you're really thankful, understanding. Uh, so I, I've thought, how do we preach thanks? For many years, I thought, how do you preach thanks? So uh, we'll start out the month of talking about thanks. And uh, I can't say uh, that I've got this all figured out. I'm still working on it. I don't know if you guys know this, but uh pastors, preachers, they don't really have it all together. You know, they, they may have gone to school and studied a lot. No, I'm, I'm still a real bonehead. I don't quite have this all figured out. So when I preach, it's usually on stuff that I'm working through with God. And being thankful is something I have not perfected yet. Anybody out there? Cause go at, okay, come on up, buddy, because you got better stuff to say than I do. Giving thanks is tough sometimes, really tough. So there is one story that you may have, have heard. It's a good one. Uh, I want to preach to it. Well, not preach to it, but reference Luke 17, 11 through 19. And I'm not going to read the verses, but you might be familiar with the story. It's about 10 lepers. They're all healed by Jesus in the story. But one returns. So ten are healed of leprosy. Uh, really horrible disease we don't uh, deal with much of in the United States. And, uh, we have medicines that take care of that stuff. So, but I remember as a kid, oh, leper, that's the worst thing that could ever happen. My nose would fall off. My fingers would fall off. That was the stuff they would teach you about leprosy. And, uh, so the ten lepers are healed. One comes back. And it's a Samaritan. What do we know about Samaritans? They're the people we don't like, right? Uh, So think of... Have you ever been asked to do this in church? Think of the kind of people you like the least. All right? If you had to spend time with any sort of person, I want you to imagine that kind of person right now. That's your Samaritan. All right? So one person comes back to Jesus... It's the kind of people that the Jews like the least. He comes back. So, one way to preach this sermon is to make a comparison of this unwanted person coming back to be thankful. Well, what does that lead to? We hate examples like that, right? That just makes us feel guilty. Oh man, the people we don't like, even they're thankful when we're not thankful. I just put a big guilt trip on you, and we go home, and you just kind of mope around like, man, I've got to be more thankful. But I want to go beyond that. What I think is interesting in this story is that all ten are healed, even though nine of them did not return to say thanks. The healing happened even though they weren't thankful. So what made the Samaritan different? Well, he noticed. He noticed something very different. He noticed where it came from. And that's that's the main difference with this person. The Samaritan noticed the gift and was very grateful. Returned to say thank you. Now, he did return once he noticed. But it's okay. I think it was kind of inevitable, almost involuntary of this guy just to return. Because something so great and unimaginable had happened in his life. He couldn't help but just come back and say thank you from the depths of everything I have and know to say thank you. I mean, once you notice something really, really spectacular, you're pretty thankful, right? It's hard not to be grateful, to be thankful, to say thanks. Once you're like, hey, I'm cancer free. Hey, he proposed, looked at, look at my ring. I'm so grateful. Or you say, I just saw the best movie. Or I can't believe you came, thanks. It was something like that for the Samaritans. Something so great, unimaginable happened he couldn't help but just be like, oh man, my mind is blown. I am so thankful, Jesus. But being thankful isn't always an instantaneous thing that happens. Have you ever been thankful for something much later? I realized or, or not expressed it right away? I, uh, I knew a missionary. He worked in South Africa for much of his life. And he gave me an example one day. He said, let's say you are in South Africa, and you gift someone a very beautiful, rare sports car. The person will accept it and not say much. And that part of the story, I was like, "This, what a weirdo, you know? Man, you got to really just be thankful. He said, and a day will go by and won't say much. And they'll even have encounters in private or public, you know, it just and not much will be said. And a few more days will go by, and they'll see each other. Hey, how you doing, Billy, or whatever a good South African name is? Probably Billy Bob, right? So, anyway, uh, and nothing said really. But then, after a week or so, this guy will come back to the giver's house and just heap. uh, What would say? Just immense amount of praise and thanks on this person. Kind of to say, I am so thankful that even though normal life has passed, I want to come and just say thank you, thank you, thank you. Kind of to show that I do remember. I do acknowledge. I do know. It is more than just that one time while it's in front of me, you give it to me, that I'm thankful. No, this is lasting. I want to give you some verses on Thanksgiving. Um, I know as a kid, I hated it when the pastor would would read a bunch of verses out loud. That was my time to nod off. So feel free to take a nap or take in some good scripture right here. But I'm going to start off with Psalm 105. Give praise to the Lord. Proclaim His name. Make known among the nations what He has done. Sing to Him. Sing praise to Him. Tell of all His wonderful acts. Glory in His holy name. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord Rejoice, praising him for everything, thanking him for everything. Philippians 4, 6 and 7. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Be anxious for nothing. So obviously he is thinking about a time when you can worry about stuff. Have you ever make excuses to worry? Well, I'm not worrying, I'm anxious. It's all the same ball of junk. Be thankful in the times that put pressure on you. Psalm 9-1 I will give thanks to you, Lord, with all my heart. I will tell of all your wonderful deeds. 1 Corinthians 1, 4, and 5, I always thank God for you because of His grace given you in Christ Jesus. For in Him you have been enriched in every way, in all your speaking and in all your knowledge, because our testimony about Christ was confirmed in you. Therefore, you do not lack any spiritual gifts as you eagerly wait for our Lord Jesus to be revealed. He will keep you strong to the end so that you will be blameless on the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. Thanking for what has been done in others. you ever thank God for what has happened to other people that is good? Often we're just like, well, what can I give thanks for about me? He's thinking that they are becoming perfected in Christ. First Chronicles 16.34 Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. His love endures forever. Well, that's something definitely to be thankful for. His love endures forever. Just a couple more short ones, First Timothy four four and five, for everything God created is good. Let me, let me make sure you. I'm gonna read that again, just to make sure you understand that. For everything God created is good, and nothing, no thing, is to be rejected if it is received with thanksgiving, because it is consecrated by the word of God and prayer. God only creates good things. Let's be thankful. Then 1 Thessalonians 5.18 Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. That one is one of the hardest ones for me to live by. Give thanks in all circumstances. I look at some of you and over the past few months, I, I know about some of your circumstances. Give thanks in all circumstances. What a, well, I I can't say those words in church, but you know what I mean. What a farce, right? Give thanks in all circumstances, even the ones that some of you have been through, the ones I've been through. Well, I remember the Apostle Paul, once Saul, in prison, writing letters. Now, I know there's a good portion of you that spent some time in prison in here, so you'll understand. But imagine prison. For just preaching Jesus, for just being Jesus how you knew how. How many of you would honestly thank God? I know it would be a real struggle for me to thank God for being unjustly thrown in prison. uh, I'm guessing that Saul's training and trials formed him a little better than I've been formed. As he is saying, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. He was separated from friends, separated from the ones he loved unjustly accused, brutally treated. You know, he wasn't just in prison. I'm sure they roughed him up a good bit. If anyone has the right to complain, it was Paul. It was this man, wasting away, almost forgotten in a prison, who spent his time not complaining but praising God. He was a man that had learned the meaning of true thanksgiving, even in the midst of great adversity. Earlier, when he had been imprisoned in Rome, Paul wrote, Sing and make music in your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Really try to imagine this, giving thanks for everything. How many of you have something on your mind right now, like I do? Man, I don't. I can't give thanks for that. That is tough. I really, as, I, as I, I've tried to spend the last good amount of my life studying Scripture, listening to others who are even better at studying Scripture, I can't find anyone ever making, excuse, making excuses as why we shouldn't give thanksgiving for anything in life. Thanksgiving for the Apostle Paul wasn't a once-a-year or one-month-a-year celebration. But it was daily. It was a daily reality that he practiced. And it made him joyful in every situation. How many of you would not, not love to be joyful in every situation? I can think of times this morning. i got three little guys at home. I'm 45. I'm old to have a two-year-old. It is hard to be joyful sometimes. I'm like, I'm tired. But there are times just today I haven't been joyful in every situation. And this goes against everything that I find in Scripture. What trials do we have today, yesterday, tomorrow, that we can thank God for? I'll start off with the big one. Can we thank God for the pandemic? Well, it's a tough one, right? Yeah, that is true. I'm going to say that because I echo that. That first first bit of it, I did get to stay home with my family a lot and learn a different way. But there are things to find to be thankful for in all things. Can you find thanks in the death of not one loved one, but many loved ones? It's tough. Can you find thanks in the loss of a job? In a transfer that you didn't want? In a laying off? Bad health? How do we find thanks in these things? This local church here, I've only been here... uh, Since June-ish. But there are trials that have happened here in the last 10, 15 years. And then trials that are more recent. And trials, tough times that are happening today. When we find thanks in these things, what happens? In my personal life, There have been trials that I did not thank God for. First came. Injury helped me to lose some baseball scholarships. Life went a different way than I thought. I wouldn't trade it for anything right now. I can truly thank God that the the pain that still endures to today got my mind on a different track. Got me in a different situation where I can now truly call Him Lord and Savior like never before, where if I had gone down that other road, who knows where I'd be. The trials are something I'm thankful for. Now here's something I believe about the church. The church is in you all, me, us, the people at the other buildings around the city and country and world gathered at this time in the name of Jesus. We're a community. Uh, what I love about old school churches, kind of like maybe where some of you grew up, or churches I go to around the world, is it's not a show. It's a community participation time. One of my favorite things, most formative things in me as a kid is when the pastor would say, Hey, Or not even say it, but people just gave a testimony. Do You guys know what I'm talking about? A story of what God has done in your life. So here's your chance. I want to invite you this morning to publicly share for our benefit, for your benefit, trials that Jesus has put you... I don't want to say Jesus put you through, but you can thank Him for and say... My walk is better. My understanding of faith, my understanding of him is more complete because of the worst times I could imagine. So I'm sorry I didn't warn you all back there. I don't know if you have a mic or not we can borrow. But I would love for us as a community to grow closer. Justin has one. To grow closer as we share about our trials and how we are thankful for the worst times ever. Yes. You don't have to stand. You can. I think we got a mic coming.
3: So, I was a child.
1: Who... Oh, one, one moment. I want everybody to hear this. It is freshly sanitized.
3: I was a child who was beaten regularly, put in closets, had soap and down my throat, and when I asked my mother one day why she hated me so much. She proceeded to tell me why she hated me so much. So that's a very difficult way to start your life. And we were in church every time the church opened. Everyone thought our family was just this perfect little family. But what God has showed me about the most horrible things in my life is when you're thankful for them, you begin to understand them and you can see the way God has directed your life, that it would not have gone in that direction otherwise. Because of what my mother did to me, I am very keyed to hurting people. How can you be that? Because I was raped, I can talk to women who were raped and say, you know what, there's life after this. So. And then the other the other thing that came from my mother's beatings on my body is I have a very sick body. And they're doing all sorts of, um, uh, I forget the word. They're finding out now that people who have bodies like mine, most often it's because of the depth of the beatings that they got through life. So I have a lot to be thankful for. God has brought me through so much. He has never, ever, ever failed. And I'm 65. So in 65 years, he's never failed. And for however long I live, I know he is never going to fail.
4: Well... It was 10 years ago when they gave me no chance to live, and I didn't know God. He wasn't in my heart. But I have to be thankful for God that he never forgot about me, that he was with me through my whole life, all the days of my life. He never forgot about me, and I didn't go to ask him for forgiveness because I didn't think I could. But he was there for me, and he never, ever gave up on me. And I have to be thankful that he showed me this, and he came into my heart. And that's, that's what I'm most thankful for.
5: God, that he let my sister uh, cancer be in remission, and that the other places that they saw it have disappeared, like her liver. I tell you, you all have no idea how I felt when she was in the hospital for 30 days. I was home by myself, taking care of the house and the animals, because we have cats, but I I am grateful to God that he let her come home, and she's doing a lot better. She's still got a long ways to go. <clears throat> but I'm thankful to have her home and to be with me, and so we can love one another and do things that she can do. And, you know, so I am very thankful. Amen.
6: Thank you. Amen. I'm, I'm like Jason. He loves the Psalms and how they speak to us and give thanks to the Lord. And, and Psalms 92 says it's good to give thanks to the Lord, right? I mean, if we didn't have our bad days, we wouldn't know what the good days are all about. <laughs> you know, he teaches us through the bad what is good. And what is good is my loving friends. You know, God saved me. He healed me. He delivered me from a life of sin and death and gave me freedom. Freedom from addiction. Freedom from sin. And I have Jesus within me. That's the good thing. He will never leave you. He'll never forsake you, no matter what's going on in your life. It doesn't always turn out the way we think it will. But that's good. God is with us. And He gives me joy and strength. And I know the God who got you this far in your life. He will safely get you the rest of the way to where He's taking you, and that's heavenly home. So I just want to give thanks to the Lord for saving me and for my friends in church who support me. You are truly brothers and sisters in Christ, and I can call you brother, and I can call you little sis Angela and my friends. I love you guys. I love Jesus, though, more than anything for what He does. Thank you, Lord.
4: Well, knowing God and throughout my life, before I was saved, I was very rebellious. I knew of things that I was supposed to do and I didn't do them, and I learned what the consequences of them were. So, For those that think that they're not worthy of being saved, I'm going to give you a little insight. After being told the same thing, that I wouldn't make it and I wouldn't be here by my doctors, I went through and went home and I died. Pacemaker defibrillator brought me back. So, stubborn, I didn't want to go to the hospital because I went home to die and I was just waiting for it to happen again. Well, God taught me into going to the hospital. I got there. And my entire time in the hospital was abusive time for being treated the way I was treated. (laughs) And I should have been dead a couple of times in the hospital for them not keeping devices that were supposed to keep me alive that didn't work because of their negligence. So when God wants you here, You will be here. So finally he gave me a new heart. And November 11th makes one year since I've had the transplant. So in dying twice and sitting there and having the original heart attack on Valentine's Day 2014 and having the heart attack for three days before I I was stubborn enough to go to the doctor's, he cares about you. Even as rebellious as you might think you can be, He still cares. So I think every day since the transplant, I've thanked Him for allowing him me to be here. So that's what I have to be thankful for every day.
1: As I, as I hear your testimonies, I hear the good news of Jesus, the gospel, the the thing that, that saves us, that redeems us. As I hear horror stories, sometimes you may wonder, well, why doesn't God just make everything perfect? I don't know. I don't have a clue on that. I don't know why he just doesn't make us all puppets where everything works just and perfect. But it, I don't know, but I know it's not like that. That is what I do know. And I have a feeling, and many of our things are just inclinations, that God, for whatever reason, doesn't make it just nice and smooth and easy. He is preparing us for something. I know that Paul saw this preparation for something greater. And as I hear your stories... They preach better than ever. I, than I ever could up here. Your story outside of these doors will change lives. Your story told to people you meet at home, at work, in the store, that random stranger at a cafe, wherever you are. That story is the good news of Jesus that needs to be heard so that How many other people out there are in that same situation as you? Going through the same doubt, saying God could never love me. They need that good news. This is so hard to say as I just hear some of the stories. I'm thankful for what you've been through when I hear you say, praise Jesus for everything. So as we celebrate our thankfulness, if you... uh, if you need a Jesus snack, we've got some back there. If you got the new one, open from the bottom first. It's hard to be thankful when you spill grape juice on yourself. Although I guess we're supposed to, right? This right here, this thing, bread, this symbolizes a broken body. Jesus' broken body, that He said, I willfully will go through the worst thing ever for you so you can know how much I love you and that my brokenness covers everything. All the junk that you're going to face. I go through it with you, before you, and for you. So with the most gratitude that you can muster, muster up in your heart right now, eat this in remembrance of him, and just with your heart say thank you. And let's not forget the uh, the symbolic the symbolism of the fruit of the vine. This is meant to represent blood. Now remember, they, they would sacrifice an animal back then, their best one, to say, hey God, I really am sorry and I really am thankful for your forgiveness. And Jesus said, I will be the ultimate sacrifice, the last sacrifice needed, the purest lamb ever. And allow my blood to be shed for you so that you can know what true joy is, what true guiltlessness is. That is something to really be thankful for. When you know that you are not guilty anymore. Regardless of what the laws of this world has said, as you've surrendered surrendered to him and repented. And said, I come clean. There is no more guilt for eternity. Let's drink in remembrance of Him. Let's pray together. Father, we praise you. Oh, man, we praise you. We give you thanks. I don't even know how to thank you correctly. Properly. For all that you've done in my life in the lives of the people that are here today. The ones that shared. The ones that I know have been through other things that are so hard to be thankful for. But I know that they still praise you. Love you. Because Lord, you you do things in us that just aren't explained with worldly logic. Father, we bow before you and we just say thank you. In your name, amen. Danny, I'm going to need some help. Not for my sake, but for theirs. As we sing our benediction today,